Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 88. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we're talking about all things spicy. Ooh, baby. Yes, we are definitely talking things spicy. We're eating things spicy. We're feeling things spicy. We're getting ready for our challenge, which involves eating spicy food. So in today's episode, we are talking about the history of humans eating spicy food. Why do we eat spicy food? How does spiciness work? We talk about the Scoville scale for measuring the spiciness of peppers and capsaicin. We're eating spicy peppers. We're talking spicy peppers. We're spicy all day. Enjoy this episode. So those hot wings that we just ate. So we're we're throughout this podcast. We're going to be eating the three highest levels of wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. So before we started, we ate the the third hottest, which is just hot. Right. So they call it hot. Yeah. So that to me is like probably a normal person who doesn't have any spice tolerance is medium. No. If you have no spice tolerance. You, that's way more than a medium to that person. No, that's that's your medium. No, is that compared. your medium? That's my medium. That's your medium. Yeah, that's yeah. my medium. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because yes. I, I wouldn't call that mild. Because, I, I, but I don't know. It's weird. Because anytime I've ever had a salsa or something that's labeled mild, I never feel that heat or that burn. At all. Zero. There's like nothing. Oh, it's is zero. that what it's supposed to be? No. Or do, 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 do some a little zing like that get a little zing from mild? So I agree with you. Because I don't get any zen from I don't mild. <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I avoid mild salsa because it's like, what the fuck's the point? Yeah, yeah. But well, I always, when I was, when I was like, mm, since I was 25, 27, I would always, I always thought mild was less. Oh, I always thought mild was more than medium. Really? Yeah. Wait, why? I didn't know what mild meant. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, Mild. <laughs> I'm like, does that mean like spicier than just normal salsa? Okay. I didn't know what it meant. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. So like mild. So this is, is like, like two years ago, like three years ago, you like figured this five out. Five years ago. Okay. I was trying to be like a little light on my insultants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck does mild mean? And I always thought I'm like, does that mean spicy? And I was like, maybe I should get the mild if it's spicy. <laughs> that's funny. I just didn't know what it meant. But so mild is like no spicy, right? And then medium is medium heat. Yeah. I would say this is medium heat, even though it's called hot. This well, is like with a, where you're at now. Yeah, exactly. This tastes more like a like a like a black pepper spicy. Mm-hmm. Which actually the black pepper uh triggers a different receptor. Does than, it? Than capsaicin, yes, which we will get into. Damn. Never yeah, knew. it's like the papadone. Uh pepperin. Mm. Oh, kind oh, no. of pe- pepperin's the active ingredient or something mm. like that. Is that the yeah. shit that's in like pepper spray? <clears throat> oh, like yeah, pepperin. Pepperin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start off the this spicy episode with the history of humans consuming spicy food. Where did it start? Why did it start? Do we, do we know, you know? So uh, when I was doing my research, I found that the earliest known use of humans intentionally using spice in food was 6,100 years ago. 
So we don't know if that's when it started, but that's the earliest evidence that we can see of humans taking something that's not a primary source of food, like a meat or a something mm. or a berry or whatever, something that might not have nutritional value to it, and then adding it to something of nutritional value to give it flavor. How cool oh. is that? Right? How fucking cool is that? Yeah, <clears throat> it's fucking crazy. So they, they analyzed these cooking pots from prehistoric sites in Denmark and Germany, and they showed traces of meat and seeds similar to garlic mustard. Garlic mustard. Fuck, so they were yeah. flavoring their meat. With, most likely, they were flavoring the, the meat with these seeds. Um, you think like mammoth meat? Uh, 6,100 years ago? Probably not. Probably no, not. Man, man, me. Me. No. I mean, <laughs> it was before Christ, but I mean, you know, God did make dinosaurs, so who knows? Yeah. Okay. You could have had some stragglers, maybe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, crush this theory yeah but i just want to say that mustard greens are also great if you just throw them in something to add as like a green vegetable in soups and meats and stuff so what they could have done also is just like eat the fucking plant and there was just some seeds in there with it yeah i there the, mm, when yeah. i when i was reading the article I, i've eaten mustard greens they're delicious uh one of the things that they were talking about was the reason why they thought specifically that it was flavored there was other analyses that they did and some seeds and things and spices were found but they were um uh related to the local like what was a rep it wasn't from that time it was stuff that grew and then it kind of got mixed into the other shit but this somehow they're able to determine through you know whatever arche yeah. archaeological <clears throat> stuff that they do i don't know I'm, mm. um but the the uh, so that's that's the earliest known use of spice in food, but sixty one BC. But but that's just spice in in general because spice doesn't necessarily need to be uh, spicy uh, that we're talking about today, which is like heat that you get from peppers, flavor, chili peppers, yeah, yeah, just just flavoring in general. But so where does the spicy foods come from? Where does the peppers come from? Why did we start uh, using them? Um, I don't know. But one thing that I did find that was really interesting was that chilies, okay, uh, today are consumed all over the world, right? Like in pretty much every culture on every, you know, continent that has people living on it, we're all eating some kind of chili from bell peppers up to your super spicy uh, you know, new super hot peppers, right? Which wasn't always the case. Wasn't always the case, exactly. So all, uh, like, chilies are native to Mexico, specifically. Chili peppers? Chili peppers are native to Mexico. Okay. And um, it wasn't... An, and then and then they also spread down into, uh, like, I South, saw, Amer yeah, South, South, South America. South America, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't until Columbus in 1492 that chilies began to spread to Europe, Africa, and Asia, <clears throat> which is fucking crazy. I didn't realize that because you'd think, like, in Asian cuisine and all these uh, – th that whole other side of the earth – like they're all using peppers over there, right? In traditional, mm. you know, cooking, but uh, like Indian cooking, you know, Chinese cooking, all this stuff, they're all using peppers, but it all goes back to Mexico and South America. So they, so the pepper plant originated in South America, in Mexico, and then it made in its Latin way down America. to South America 
And then when Columbus comes over, they bring back chilies and then they get spread throughout uh, Africa, Europe, and Asia. Do you know how? Uh, <clears throat> do you know how that spread happened from like Mexico down to South America? I don't know specifically. I just thought it was scientists theorize. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, birds, birds, mm. birds mm-hmm. can actually eat chili peppers, and they have in for whatever reason their their physiology physiology. They don't experience any of those triggers with heat, spice, nothing like that. Ah. And so they can eat the peppers. They can swallow the seeds. They can, the seeds don't actually break down in their gut. Mm -hmm. And then when they poop it out somewhere, boom, they're planting seeds. You want to hear something crazy? So when I first got chickens like five years ago, I'm always into like like learning like what makes a chicken egg the best chicken egg. Is there qualities? Is there like whatever? Mm-hmm. Anyway, anytime you look into like quality of things, it always resorts back to Japanese people for some reason. They're like super into being like a master of their trade. They always oh, yeah, want to have man. the finest of the finest. Well, it comes up of like the most expensive chicken eggs ever in the world come from like this fucking... Japanese chicken farmer, right? And it comes in this wooden box and it's got like <laughs> like cedar like wood chips in each little holder that holds each egg individual and they're like fucking 150 bucks a dozen or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But then he talks about what he feeds them. And he talks about how they can't taste the pepper. They can't mm-hmm. taste spicy pepper. So when he feeds them food, he gives them a bunch of cayenne pepper, which is like a super spicy powder right and he gives it and they eat it they eat the powder with their food and it makes their yolk super super orange and also super durable when they eat like high amounts of like the pepper and you can literally crack the egg and pinch the yolk and pick the yolk up and shake off the egg egg white like a fucking pancake like a pancake dude he does it he does it he grabs the yolk he cracks the egg into a bowl he picks the yolk up with his two fingers grabs it shakes off the egg white (laughs) puts it in a bowl and it doesn't break that's crazy and he said it's the cayenne pepper. Wow, that's and cool. Then, so I started giving my fucking <clears throat> chickens cayenne pepper and shit to make them like orange and fucking hearty okay. and shit. Yep. I was like, what? Are and they, the yolks coming out orange? Well, this was like four years ago. Now, like I kind of like pushed it off to my dad. He takes care of the chickens. But uh, as yeah. I, it, they were a little oranger, but I was trying to get them to like be like really hard so I can like <laughs> yeah, grab those yeah, yolks, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to give them a shitload, and I just didn't have a shitload of kind. But I tried it. I fucking gave them a fuck ton of cayenne pepper. They didn't flinch when they ate it. Yeah, they have no none of those receptors. Nothing, none of that. Yeah, like, affects wild. them at all. At all. So if we splice some chicken DNA into our human DNA, put it in Justin's neck. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Then you'll be able to eat all those hot wings. Oh fuck. 20, okay. 20, oh no, wait, you have to six. Never mind. <laughs> so, another uh, common thing that we associate people eating chili peppers is in hot climates, right? Your Mexico and India right. and like all these places that are hot have spicy food. And there's all these theories about why do people in these cultures like consume those peppers and spicy foods? And it appears like to me from the information that i found is that just that's where those peppers thrive 
Like that's where they, they're most easily able to grow is in those climates. Yeah. So if they're easy to be grown there and they're in close proximity to you, then you are have a higher chance of picking them and using them in your cuisine and then infusing it into your foods, that kind of thing. So um, one thing that I found was that chili peppers were taken to Asia by Portuguese explorers. And, you know, that is part of the whole thing where Columbus came and then they brought back the peppers and then the Portuguese brought it over to Asia and everything. And those people that lived in the areas where they grew the peppers and they consumed the peppers and that them into their cuisine, you might think that they built up a, a good spice tolerance, right? Like, you know, usually like in Mexican and Thai and yeah. Indian, like all these, you know, foods have, are known to be really spicy and the people have really high spice tolerances. From what I found, spice tolerance is not a genetic trait. It's so not. It's not a genetic okay. trait. So when, like, if your father had really good spice tolerance. AKA Mr. Easy. And then, <laughs> uh, he didn't pass down that tolerance to you. Um, it's most likely that because the if you grew up in a family or you grew up in a culture where you're eating spicy food, you're probably eating it at a younger age. So you're just becoming used to it and you're building up a tolerance over time and you're becoming desensitized to it early on. So it's environmental exposure. It's ba- exactly from Damn. what I could find. I-, I don't know if there's been some crack in the genome where they found, hey, this is the the spice <laughs> sure. thing or whatever. Right. But for the most part, it appears that uh, you're not actually inheriting that spice tolerance. It's something that you're developing because you're exposed to it. Interesting, which is pretty wild. And I, I would imagine that there probably are some genetics that play into it based off of how these receptors work and everything, I don't know. But in general, it seems that it's not mm. a trait that's passed down. Which I, I, I can kind of see that. And <clears throat> I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like, how could you pass that down in like genetic traits? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't you know. know. Like, <clears throat> how could your brain? I don't know. I'm not going to even get it. I don't know. It, it, it just seems... It seems plausible to me that it's something that, oh, hey. Just exposure. Yeah, just exposure, right? Yeah. Long-term exposure gets you more tolerant to that shit. Yeah. So of of the reasons why, there, there's a whole bunch. So I found, I was reading a bunch of different articles, and there's a bunch of different people that have different ideas of why people started to spice food. Um, some of them think it's medicinal. So mm-hmm. that there, these spicy foods have certain properties that can, you know, ward away certain ailments or whatever. Uh, another is that it could have been antimicrobial, and there okay. there was some back and forth that I saw about that on like whether or not that's a legitimate thing. Does sure. the spice actually um, provide, uh, you know, antimicrobial? Uh, properties back in the day i could totally see that like yo there's nothing that could survive in that bullshit they might think it right right? like what what can survive in that yeah (laughs) yeah exactly because you you're you're like oh this is really hot this is really spicy how could yeah bacteria survive in this right um uh, other other ways and this one kind of seems plausible um but i like you would just use spicy foods because they're flavorful and fragrant to cover up bad smelling food like 
stuff like fish or meat that had started to turn you know so you load the shit out of, of it course, with spices yeah. and you're trying yeah. to cover that up right that seems that seems pretty plausible one thing that i heard and that somebody told me the other day um was that because you're eating spicy food and it's associated with uh hot climates so you're in this hot climate when you eat the spicy food it actually helps as a cooling mechanism. Yeah. No, there's some legitimacy to that. Is there really? <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's what I, when you were originally talking about okay. Latin America and shit, I'm like, well, obviously, because it cools you down when you eat it. So yeah. for, I had read this, uh, I just condensed this into one very short sentence, but there was a whole explanation that I read about it that I don't really remember the whole thing. But it the gist of it was that, um, Sweating is a metabolically expensive way to cool down the body. So why would you eat spicy foods to induce sweating to cool down? Like it, it's not an efficient way to do it. It's not an efficient way, but there really, <clears throat> there's no other way to do that. How do you, yeah. How do you um, like you, make yourself sweat without, without doing physical activity? I, I think yeah. it has more to do with the effect. The physiological effect of the spiciness okay. and what that does to the body, or what it, what your body thinks is happening, and as a result, will trigger the sweating. Okay. Okay. Process. So th there's something to it. That's what I thought. Okay. Originally, okay. because when I was reading into peppers, it was like your body is actually thinking it's burning from the inside. It's like hot. It's actually thinking it's hot. So, eat, so, all right. Here's my question then. So, if you eat that spicy food to cool down your body, yeah, you by inducing sweat, how effective is it actually? Oh, or, yeah. or is it just a perception? Do you just do you feel cooler? I don't. Know. So, yeah, that's relative, a good question. Well, I mean, right? when you sweat, you right? do cool your body down. The droplets will get down to your your main arteries and your blood flow. Yeah, and it does do its job regardless of how you feel. It okay. is actually bringing your temperature down, yeah. regardless of if you actually well, yeah, that, feel that, hot that or not. My, that, no, that was going to be my question. Is it um, is it actually bringing your temperature down? I would say yeah. And is it significantly bringing your temperature down? I, I mean, I as would, much as normal sweat would do. Yeah. I would say uh, so. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm not. I mean, we could study that. That would yeah. be a good study. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one thing. If you eat peppers, does your temperature go up? Probably not. But when you sweat, does your temperature drop? It drops to a point where you're stable enough to, you know, like, be alive. Like you're never going to go below what you're comfortably because you're homeostasis. You're yeah, not sure. Gonna, yeah, it's not going to drop yeah. below homeostasis. Yeah. So I would say it would bring you back to a comfortable level. If you were like super hot and then like there was just like if you were just like like I've been playing a lot of video games lately especially <laughs> ones of like like you're like an alone survivalist I've been playing mm -hmm. this game so I'm always picking up herbs and making medicines and shit yeah, yeah. so like if I was naturally hot overheating and then I was like oh I have these pouch of spicy peppers I ate a couple of those and it made me sweat for some reason I wasn't sweating and okay. I started sweating it bring my core temperature down maybe like a couple degrees maybe I don't know all right, yeah. so I, I don't That's think theory. It, I don't think theory. it's complete bullshit. I, I I'd say I'd say plausible. Why isn't that shit? I'd say plausible. Why? Okay, so if it was bullshit, why aren't spicy peppers growing in colder climates? Because you're gonna feel hot. Blah, no, but blah, blah. It, that has nothing no. to do with how well, they're knows, grown. Man. Has nothing to do. Do we with... live in a video game? Do we live in a simulation? I don't know. 
There, it I always feel like, comes back to this. It I feel like, comes back I feel to like everything that's happening in the world is happening for a very specific reason. Okay, so the reason that I think that people started to eat spicy peppers, mm-hmm. what, like, it, so I just covered medicinal, antimicrobial, covering up the smell of bad things, uh, eating to cool down the body. I honestly think my opinion is people just like the taste. Mm. Like, and maybe, maybe they, so they started because they liked the taste and then they might've applied it to these other things that I just mentioned. So I read a thing about peppers and says, when you do eat spicy peppers, it triggers your endorphins to be released. Yeah. And it gives you a pleasure feeling. Mm -hmm. And it makes you want to eat more of them. Similar to like a runner's high. Yeah. yeah so like I mean, but thing. some people don't get that though, right? I don't know, man. Or Whether they, it be high uh, or low, I, like I feel like again. I mean, I'm only speaking from anecdotal evidence. I don't know mm. what everybody else feels like. No, that's true. Um, that's true. But I would say that for those who stick with it, will eventually experience it. It's like the runner's high. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I do yeah. crave spicy yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And like I do like the feeling of hot of spice. Even though I know how painful it is, sometimes I'm just like, dude, you know what I want? I want to fucking burn from the inside out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to taste like, the spicy <clears throat> shit. Six months ago, I would not venture into the realm of hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm fucking bought in. I've got like ghost pepper sauces, I've got fucking habanero sauces. And it's exciting. It's yeah, actually it's, kind of fucking exciting. It's pretty crazy, yeah, because your whole life, it was not... You know, I would very, avoid it at yeah. all fucking costs. Now it's fun. It is kind of fun. Like, it's not fun to, like, feel the pain, but, like, it's eh, fun to, like, bit. slowly, and then, like, sometimes experience some fucking bullshit, and like, oh, fuck, why'd I do that? But you're like... Whew. It's fun to see your limit. Yeah, okay. for sure. And, like, and f- feel your limit. Yeah. All right, let's let's continue to check our limit. We'll, we'll take our break right now and do our next level. Okay. Just so we can check in. So the habanero. Going to the habanero. As a as a young adult, I would buy that sauce Mm -hmm. and make my own wings and dump it on there, and I would be frightened. (laughs) <laughs> but I was like, you got this. And I'd be with my brother. Yeah. And we would be sweating, dip, dunking it in ranch, drinking beers, trying to get it down. And now it's just like, that's like what, that's like what like a, a medium hot would be. Yeah, I, w- I would say that that's probably a good, that's medium hot to hot. Yeah. I, w- I would say. Yep. But I, I love the flavor <clears throat> of that one. Like that's probably the level of spice where I feel comfortable eating it, where like if if I want some, if I'm craving something like spicy and I want that kick, that's the level I want because it's not unbearable to me, but it gives me that fucking kick. It's close. You know? You're yeah. You're flying closer to the sun. I, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. I was I was trying to look up for this podcast. I was trying to look up peppers, their characteristics when it comes to, I wouldn't say mouthfeel, but like what it gives you when you eat that pepper. Cause I know after looking at videos and reading and not reading stuff, but watching videos and personal experience, like different peppers give you different feelings when you eat them. And I know fucking habaneros gives me like a mouth pain. Really? And if I keep eating more habanero stuff, yeah. the pain just gets worse and worse to the point where like, 
I'm putting it in my mouth, and every time I chomp down, it's like this is just it just like hurts. Okay. It gives me like a front, like the front of my mouth pain. Like it'll burn my lips. If I touch my skin, it'll like react with my skin. Mm-hmm. Where like a different pepper wouldn't do that same shit. So like if I kept eating mango habanero yeah. wings from Buffalo Wild Wings, and I just kept eight after like two or three of them, it would just be painful to chew. Mm. And that's like one thing that I experienced with habaneros is like a front frontal mouth pain, but I couldn't find it in like actual literature only like personal experience and the people on, on youtube so explain. what about peppers that are spicier what does that feel like to you so like the it's, scorpion it's not a mouth pain no like the scorpion pepper mm-hmm. gives me more of like um like internal heat so you get a little bit of the mouth pain a little bit of mouth like very not as much as the habanero yeah but it's more like internal like i'm sweating and stuff mm. and then like the carolina reaper yeah That'll be like del- that'll be tasting good mm-hmm. for like ten seconds plus. I'll be like, delay, oh, there's no delay, heat. A delay there's heat. no heat at all, yeah. and it blows my mind. Like when we first <laughs> I had those, I was like, "There's no heat at all. It's good." And, and then, then like, oh. my eyes are just like <laughs> watering. Yeah, yeah. And my nose is running, and like my sinus is all fucked. And then like I'm sweating, and I can yeah. f- my whole body's hot. So I was like. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I'm feeling like right now. <laughs> I'm not feeling that at all. I feel more like a front <clears throat> mouth pain. Okay. I don't know. So let's get into how spiciness works then. Oh, man. Okay. I have to explain this while I'm like on fire? Yeah, dude. I mean, that's right. what we're doing. All right. So whew, right now, my nose is watery. I've got that frontal face kind of heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's whew, all right. So, so why is that happening? That's the question. Here's why this is happening. So, all around our bodies, mm-hmm. we have these receptors called polymodal nociceptors. Okay? These are all over our body. They're even inside of our uh, mouth, and they're also inside of our noses. Mm. These particular receptors are meant to uh, sort of trigger the sensation that <clears throat> that uh, we are experiencing physical high temperatures, okay? okay. It, it's a warning sign to yep. tell our brain, like, holy shit, like, whatever, something I'm touching is hot, Yep. okay? So the way they do that is it's all done through these ion channels. So they're, the ion channels are these little proteins that are, um, that kind of line our nerve cells, and they're they're triggered by all kinds of different things, whether temperature, uh, with the presence of like sugar, exposure to light. They all these um, ion channels have different um, abilities mm-hmm. to to trigger to open up. And so, when these ion channels are triggered, they open up. Ions will flow through into your nerve cells, and it changes the electrical charge of your nerve cell. Okay. And what that does is that'll send a signal through your nervous system to your brain, which your brain will then interpret that stimulus as whatever that sensation is. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there's a uh, a presence of sugar molecules, the the whatever ion channel that's responsible for that will open up, trigger that sensation, and then your brain will interpret that as sweet. 
mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Or if you have exposure to light, it'll your brain will sense that signal and will interpret it as, um, you know, fucking brightness, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. okay? So um, we have on the end of our ion channels of these polymotonociceptors, we have what's called VR1 or vanilloid receptor 1, okay? Now, these are usually triggered by heat, by physical temperature. And that's when our bodies will release these compounds of like uh, high heat, pain. It'll give us that that trigger like we're in pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the weird thing. Capsaicin, which is that active ingredient that gives us that sensation of heat, mm-hmm. that actually tricks those ion channels it actually opens up those ion channels and tells the polymotonociceptors that our bodies are injured and that we're actually experiencing temperature burn like Mm. we're getting hot Mm -hmm. and so that pain you get so the 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 capsaicin binds to vr1 it opens up that ion channel and then it tells your brain that you are in physical contact with heat and that's why we get that burning sensation in our mouths. So the same thing that I put my hand on a hot stove is what capsaicin. It's like you licking the hot stove. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tricking those mm-hmm. receptors <clears throat> yep. to tell it that you are you're putting your tongue on a fucking hot stove. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Damn. So your brain actually thinks your mouth is in contact with a heat source. So <clears throat> as a result, you start to sweat. Yep. Your heart starts to race. Oh, yeah. And that sweating is, again, meant to try to cool down your fucking body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Okay, okay. And so your heart beats a little bit faster, and then you're sort of put in this fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm. Now, interestingly enough, and this is just a simple side note, has nothing to do with spiciness, but there is a similar receptor um, that binds with uh, methyl, menthol, menthol, okay? Okay. And it it's uh, to a different receptor called uh, TRPM8. And that actually tricks your body into thinking you're in physical contact with something cold. Yeah. Which is why when you it's eat like, like those a- menthol crush cigarettes, when you crush them <laughs> and then you smoke them, yeah, it's like yeah. a cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or like if you eat a peppermint candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you kind of get that cooling. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. You guys remember sensation. those cigarettes, though? I do. Crush those balls. No. Ooh, I, I was never into menthol. I was all, I was a Marlboro guy. Okay. okay. Menthol was too much. Uh, I you didn't have to like brush that. your teeth. You just crush one of those menthols, smoke <laughs> it, you're good. <laughs> um,. <clears throat> But here's the thing, different, those different ex, uh, effects of spicy are all based on the molecule size. So capsaicin from chili peppers and piperin from black pepper, mm-hmm. those are larger molecules um, called alkyl, alkyl amylides, alkyl amides, and those have a primary reaction in your mouth. Things that have like a spicy sensation like mustard, horseradish, wasabi, mm-hmm. Those molecules are actually smaller. They're called isothianos, isothiocyanates. There we go. Mm. Because they're smaller molecules, they actually are able to get up into your nasal sinuses. That makes so much sense. <clears throat> and that's why it causes like wasabi will have more of a reaction in your nose yep. and cause that to burn. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh man, I I get a nice big hit of wasabi. Horseradish too. It just like you <laughs> yeah. you feel it. You feel it in your nasal it's passages and everything. But like because of the molecule size. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's so the molecule size of wasabi. That's why it's spicier in your nose compared to like a spicy pepper. Yeah. Because it's way smaller, so it can go more up into your nasal okay. passages. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's oh. what happens when you eat something spicy. Yeah. Your body actually fucking thinks. Your brain thinks. That it's on fire. It's literally <laughs> up against some fucking yeah. fire hot temperature. Damn. Yep. No, that's that's pretty cool. I, I also didn't really know that mechanism before I was reading about it. Yeah. For this episode. Yeah. Pretty neat. Very neat. So capsa- we're, we're talking about capsaicin now, right? Right. Which is the main reason why you get this response of the burning. And capsaicin, it turns out, is found in chili peppers that mm. we were talking about earlier. So um, there was a way that was developed to measure the amount of capsaicin that's present in these chili peppers <clears throat> because everybody knows that a bell pepper uh, is, has a much different sensation than eating a jalapeno or a habanero. Right. And if in most, uh, I would say it's fairly common knowledge, the Scoville system, the, at this point, the Scoville scale. It's pretty popularized now. I wouldn't make any assumptions. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like 20. <clears throat> 25 years ago um you had to be like deep in the spicy world oh for sure 25 to, to years kinda, ago to kind of know it's uh, definitely or, more mainstream or hear about the scope sure. system i, I i'd say yeah. it's more mainstream now um obviously the popularity of places like buffalo wild wings and shows like hot ones and just the the craze of uh, all the different hot sauces that exist on the market. And it's kind of like with beer where you had the IBU wars. Mm. Now, like you also have Scoville the Scoville wars. wars, essentially, where people are trying to get the spicier thing, the spicier thing. So, um, Ham, do you want to, do you want to talk about the Scoville scale or do you want, we can, we can kind of go back and forth on this one. I mean, we could totally go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, it's pretty fascinating kind of what, so Wilbur Scoville, mm-hmm. okay. He's kind of the founding father of this. Um, he was a pharmacist by trade. He worked for the Park Davis pharmaceutical company. And so he created a method to measure the, the pungency of a hot pepper. And the pungency <clears throat> is also can, is interchangeable with spiciness or heat. Yeah, so the yeah. heat in your chili peppers, that's what that's what that's called pungency. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> it comes from a group of compounds called capsaicinoids. Now, when we were talking about why food is spicy because of the capsaicin, that capsaicin's the primary like heat producing alkaloid in peppers. Yep. Okay. So the the greater the concentration of capsaicin, kind of the hotter the pepper will taste or mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> he created so sort of the original test I think was done, oh man, I think it was like back in the 70s. I think was when it was started, but the idea was it was he created this test called the Scoville um organoleptic test. I thought it was in 1912. 
Oh, maybe it was a night. Maybe the seventies was the liquid chromatography. I don't know. It was yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Sco- Scoville came up with his original organoleptic test in nineteen twelve. Yes. Yes. Okay. My apologies. Yeah. I, I misspoke. Yeah. And so <clears throat> what that test was was it's based on the dilution of ground up hot chili peppers. So Wilbur Scoville wanted to sort of answer that question: How many equal parts of sugar water? Do I need to add to a same size part of ground chili pepper before it cancels out? Mm-hmm. Okay, sugar water. Yeah, yeah. Is sugar the leading way to cancel out heat? Um, it's one of them. It's not the leading. The leading is something very fatty. Okay. Um, like a dairy or like a like yeah. a milk or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, because um, capsaicin is a fat soluble. So if you have something with with fat in it, it's going to sort of it'll merge into the capsaicin, scoop it up, and sort of whisk it away. Hmm. I saw a thing. I don't want to like blow up your shit, but I saw a thing on Hot Ones, right? Yeah. When Gordon Ramsay was on, I it. did see it, dude. Gordon Ramsay was such a he was he was but a wimp. Did you see when he fucking used citrus to yeah. cut the spice? He used lime juice. Is that like a th- is that like an actual thing? So chefs will use acid to balance out meals. Yeah. With like with flavor. Yeah. Uh you always hear like Alex Cornicelli like needs more acid, needs more acid. Like, you know, all that <laughs> shit. He's like putting hydroclonic gotta burn the bowl through right. if you want it to taste good. <laughs> um But yeah, did you see the one also with Alton Brown on it? No. Fucking Alton Brown took that shit like a fucking G. Did he? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, straight up. Like, huh. I was like, I kind of felt bad for Gordon Ramsay because I was like, man. Well, <sighs> well looked- Gordon was like literally like pouring S- lime juice in his mouth. Yeah. Like the lime juice you would buy the at like the grocery like, store. Oh, I wonder that's if that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's legit. Maybe I should do that for the challenge. Yeah. I, I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. That's hilarious. I was going to try it. But, Okay. Yeah, I knew sugar was like a way to cut it. Yeah, like the yeah. habanero mango. So the the way that um, Wilbur devised his test here is kind of interesting. So they they take um, the dried pepper, dissolve it in alcohol to extract the capsaicinoids. And then, as Ham was saying, it's diluted in a solution of sugar water. So they would. Um, increase the dilutions over time until they got to the point where you couldn't taste the spiciness anymore. So what they would do is there would be a panel of five trained taste testers. People. People. So, <laughs> so, so we're talking 1912. Yeah. So they don't have these exam, uh, you know, these new scientific machines that are yeah. measuring shit. So he would make this uh, extract of capsaicinoid or capsaicin, essentially mix it with the sugar, mix it with a little bit of sugar water. Give it to the five people. Does it taste spicy? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's do another dilution. Does it taste spicy? Yes. And then they would repeat this until three people could no longer detect the spiciness. Damn. So they would do this with different types of peppers, and then if it took a lot of dilutions, that means it was a really spicy pepper. Yeah. If it took less dilutions, then it wasn't a very spicy pepper. And then they would assign ratings in multiples of 100 to 
you know, the different levels that they got with the dilutions. And that's how they came up with the Scoville heat units. Yep. So, so like, for example, if you see something that has 1,500 Scoville heat units, right, that means it would take 1,500 cups of water diluted into it to no longer feel any burning sensation. No way. (laughs) That's crazy, huh? 1,500 cups of water to dilute it enough to not feel the spicy. To not feel any spicy. So these motherfucking peppers out there that are like Carolina (laughs) Reaper, 2.2 million Scoville units to dilute it to not feel... Imagine testing that. How many days would that fucking take? (laughs) Forever. It would take forever. (laughs) To go by his bullshit system. Yeah. So you can obviously make those dilutions with, like, you don't have to do 1,500 cups of water because it's a ratio, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, you could divide that shit by a whole number somewhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's, it's essentially, it's the measurement, it it measures the number of times capsaicin needs to be diluted by sugar water. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's really all it is. Okay. Yeah. So the higher the rating, the the hotter the pepper essentially is. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then in the 80s, with new technology, um, something called HPLC or high performance liquid chromatography, they were actually able to fine tune this uh, rating system a little bit more because when you're using people in their palates, you're going to have this subjective uh, difference as well as the palate fatigue that would happen mm. over testing multiple dilutions. Right. Right. So um, Scovo's original method could get you in the ballpark of how spicy something might be, but it wasn't very precise. It's not right. precise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still pretty cool. Oh, it's very of cool. Of that, like how he came up with this method. Yeah. And it gets you in the ballpark. Yeah. Which definitely. is fucking amazing. Yeah. It'll yeah. definitely get you be like, oh yeah, a habanero is spicier than a jalapeno. Yeah. Even though anyone could just bite into one and be like, that's way spicier than this one. Yeah, but to be able to measure like to add a measure like a yeah, quantifiable right, right, measurement right, 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 to right. it. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. So Ham, do you wanna explain a little bit about how HPLC works? Oh man, I don't think I or not, not necessarily how it works, but or... let me see if I have something on HPLC. I have a bunch of notes. I have a shit ton of notes. Okay, um, so in in general, uh, HPLC is a technique in analytical chemistry used to separate, identify, and quantify each component in a mixture. Mm, yeah, what he said. Yeah, so <laughs> essentially, you're using certain machinery um, and instruments to break down the different parts of something. So if you have a pepper that contains capsaicinoid, but it also contains other plant material, other fibers, other things. You would use solvents to like peel it apart, right? Peel it apart and then figure out exactly how many, how many parts of capsaicin are um, in this pepper. Right, mm. like how, wh- what percentage of that pepper is made up of capsaicin, and then through the use of HPLC, they would they came up with something called pungency units. Yeah, and that can be directly converted to Scoville units by multiplying by sixteen. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like people like 
people have a nostalgic feel for Scoville units. Exactly. And people like Scoville units. Yes. So yeah. they'll take the science stuff and of then course. just fucking, they'll just reconvert it back into Scoville units just because it's kind of, it's the industry standard, man. It's cool. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Scoville sounds so much cooler than pungency. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I remember my, 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 uh, my father, grandfather, uncle, they were all big fans of spicy foods. And that's how I first learned of the Scoville rating system mm. was because they'd be buying like all oh, these new boutique salsas and things that had, then they would list like, Oh, this is the Scoville. And they, I even remember them talking about the different types of peppers that were coming up and like, oh, this is the new spiciest pepper, which is crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, Scoville over pungency units all day. Totally. When I was in, when I did a, when I did my undergrad at UMass Lowell, we had access to a lab that did, that had, we did during some of our labs, we used HPLC equipment and man, I wish like I could go back with the knowledge I have now, you know. And and that's, I mean, I can say that about any aspect of, of my of life. Course, so you can dude, check totally, this chicken totally, out, man. But it would have totally. been cool to been like testing like a hot sauce or something like that, or <clears throat> see how legit it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a few hot sauce, hot sauces in my fridge that are like, this is spicy. This is bullshit. There's no way these numbers are real. Someone's like. Like I have a spicy hot sauce yeah. that's like fifty thousand Scoville units, and then I'll have like the mango habanero from Buffalo Wild Wings, mm-hmm. and it's like five hundred thousand Scoville units. And then I'll have the spicy the the spicy hot sauce is way spicier than that. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even eat it; it's so spicy. Yeah. Where like the mango habanero is like edible. Wait, wait, wait. So like. But it like okay, so like, like Buffalo Wild Wings touts that mango habanero sauce is five hundred thousand. But it might not be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, uh, do you have any more on the HPLC, or do you want to move to ha- the common peppers on the Scoville system? The only thing I want to say before, uh, with the Scoville scale, and you hit on one of them was like just just some limitations to it. So yeah, yeah. Um, you did mention like it's that it is subjective, right? Like you're using taste testers and between taste fatigue and people have varying levels of tolerance for spice. So mm-hmm. there are some limitations there. Um, another limitation is location. You know, where is the pepper grown? Um, you know, so heat can vary depending on what part of the world that that particular pepper is actually grown in. Okay, okay. Which Any, can, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. can also be a, a form of a limitation to The that. large range when it comes to Scovels for each individual pepper. Right. Gene. Yes. Yeah. Or genus. And the variance in peppers. Yeah. You know, you have, a, you have two different habanero peppers. They're all going to have varying levels of, of heat. They, right. they fall within a range, exactly. Yeah. So, so there's, you know, there is some limitations to it, but again, to, to devise that test, to get you in a ballpark, to be able to quantify that sensation you feel in your mouth, mm-hmm. that's fucking cool, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Hats off to Scoville. Scoville. Crazy. Wilbur. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So hot peppers on the Scoville scale, zero to 100, you have your bell pepper. 2,500 to 10,000, you've got your jalapeno. 10,000? It can get up to 10,000? I've had some hot jalapenos, man. I mean, that fucking one that you made with the fucking pigeon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew those jalapenos. jalapeno poppers with the pigeon in it? Dude, that shit was fucking... The ones I grew one year, 
I put them in a greenhouse and I let them be like they were hot for like the whole summer. Yeah, those fuckers were so goddamn spicy. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on, man? They're brutal. Yeah, I like a good hot jalapeno. Yeah. So the next level, twenty five thousand to fifty thousand, is your cayenne. Mm. Which have you guys ever had cayenne in non powdered form? No. No, because I feel like I've only ever had cayenne in powdered form. I don't think so. Maybe, never, Bob, maybe Bobby ne- Flay. I'm gonna I never have, I'm bought. Have to that that's up. for sure. I yeah. never bought it, but I do. There is a pepper called the abol pepper. It looks like a cayenne pepper. Okay. What does cayenne look like? Are they the it's like a long, long skinny, skinny, red, skinny red, yeah. red ones? Yeah. Okay. There's also one called the Tabasco. They look really fr- similar. Yeah. Similar. So next up is the habanero. Which goes from one hundred thousand to three hundred and fifty thousand. That's the one that scares me the most. Habaneros were always like growing up. It was like okay, if I'm making a stir fry, I'm gonna I want some kick. I'm gonna put the jalapeno in, and mm, then I eventually sure. got a little daring and started to buy habaneros. And I had to figure out the level, like how do I need one habanero? Do you I can't need fuck two around ha- with those, dude. You dude. can't chop it up like a jalapeno. Yeah, man. They like you got to be careful. You got to like wear some gloves. It's freaking... interesting. I bought one recently oh, to you put did. in chili. Okay, I, I haven't cut it up yet, but I'm oh, like, yeah. be, put some gloves on, bro. Yeah, be careful. Be, okay. I, I see guys handle them without fucking gloves. I'm like, no, dude. Like, want to hear I'm something? Not- you want to hear something psychotic? I caught my brother Tracy watching Lord of the Rings. He was doing a Lord of the Rings trilogy like movie montage. He was going to watch all three of them in a yeah, day. Yeah. He was watching them and he was casually eating habanero peppers like popcorn. <laughs> no gloves, no nothing. He would ha- he had a <clears throat> big ass bag and he was eating it with my cousin Shelby, who's friends with Gina. They were just both eating it habanero what? peppers in watching lord of the rings that's crazy that is insane and i was like what are you doing and they're like they're just casually eating habanero peppers are First you sure all, they were habaneros because they do 100%. make snack peppers no these that were, these, are short they, they were like their eyes were watering and they were okay. like psych fuck i kind of want to try they and eat like a habanero spicy now. food try it and then i want to like when straight you do up. i want to be there straight so up yeah. I, I ate a habanero pepper at work um i was working for i was like a mechanic for like root two hyundai and lemon oh, yeah back in the day when i was in college <laughs> yep and one of the mechanics grew a bunch of habaneros and he was like daring people to eat one so i was like oh i'll fucking eat one and i grabbed it and i just took a bite out of it chewed it up and swallowed it and it was fucking he also had he also had um, ghost peppers dried that he grew as well. And the habanero fresh was a hundred times spicier than the, the dried out ghost pepper. Weird. To the point where like my whole body was hot and I was puking up. Nat, I couldn't even stop myself from throwing up. I was throwing up in a bucket. Which that's interesting because I thought the dried ones were more concentrated. <sighs> yeah, I know, exactly. Man. I don't think so. I think that maybe in oil, those Maybe in those variations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how he grew them, but... So, uh, so much spicier. The next level, you've got 750,000 to 1.5 million. Okay. <laughs> Fucking quite the range. Okay. And that's uh, the ghost pepper. Ghost pepper, man. Um, 1.5 million, you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the last level, 1.5 million to 3 million plus, you've got um, military grade pepper spray, <laughs> pepper X. And the Carolina Reaper. All three of them together? They, they, they are all in that 
highest range. So there's more peppers, obviously, that are in these ranges. I just wanted to go over some of the more yeah. common ones. So that, yeah. yeah. Um, what's and, the ghost pepper? Isn't what's the 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 other name for the ghost pepper? The, the boot jalokia. Okay, there we go. Okay. So, Jalokia. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take another break here and we're gonna eat our uh, Oh shit, here we go. Our, ah, eat, no. We're gonna eat our spiciest wing, okay? And oh. then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the hot pepper race that started in the nineteen nineties and some of the peppers that were developed during that time. Just oh, seeing these are darker <laughs> and nervous, more violent. <laughs> and look at we asked for a sixth, it looks like they gave us twelve. Okay, all right. So these guys are—they're feeling the um, the spicy wing here. Uh huh. Uh huh. What? What's the main component in that one? Is it Car- Carolina Reaper? Yeah. Okay. Fucking a. Yep. Oh fuck, man. Okay. Hold on. So at some point in the 1990s, a race started to develop the world's hottest pepper, and. These hot peppers that are 1 million Scovilles or more are known as super hots. So super hots are pretty crazy as both of you guys have experienced <laughs> as well as myself. Oh, what is happening right now? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Makes you a little delirious, right? So oh, as we just described before the break that habaneros rate from 100,000 to 350,000 whereas the Carolina Reaper is in that 1.5 to 3 million range. So there's a dramatic jump. Buffalo Wild Wings didn't really go from like... They easy into it. They don't easy into it. You go to their second... Like that habanero, we all had that one. That was very manageable. Totally. But then we all... You guys each had one? Or did you have two, James? I had two. I had had two two habanero and one Reaper. Okay. I had two Reaper too. Oh, fuck you guys. it's like... Like James said, there is a delayed reaction with Wicked that reaper because immediately with the habanero, it's like, okay, I get that spiciness in my mouth. I ate my first one and then pretty much immediately ate my second one. And then I started burping and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I barely even taste the spiciness and then the spiciness hits me and then, okay, I'm getting a little bit of the sweat right now. <clears throat> but At least 20 seconds. Yeah. Before it kicked in. But now, like, I'm at the point where it feels like I g- just ate one of the habanero ones. Like right. I, but it's been a couple of minutes. Yeah. But that's where, like, my heat level at is right now. It, like, spikes, and then it, it goes back down, like, after a little bit. And I just had a couple of sips of beer to kind of, you know, wash it down and everything. <laughs> Something's going through me, man. So uh, these crazy motherfuckers tried to develop these super hot peppers because before that they 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 weren't reaching or at least you know since they started measuring this stuff they they weren't reaching over a million and um uh interestingly enough we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast where there's only a uh, the, a certain amount of capsaicin that you can have in a physical pepper right like it caps out Mm -hmm. because the whole entire pepper would need to be made out of capsaicin for it to hit a certain level right so theoretically that's 16 million 
Scova units. That's the max. That's the is... max, but that can't really exist <clears throat> in nature. No. Because there needs to be other parts of the pepper. That's pure capsaicin. And that's like pure pure capsaicin. Like if you had a pepper purely made out of capsaicin, which can't exist, really. Because there's plant material, there's other fibers, there's the seeds, there's all this shit. Right. So uh, this interest, they, they figured this out in 2015 using fluorescence micro- microscopy. It was found that while most peppers store capsaicin primarily in their pith, super hot varieties tend to store as much in their flesh as they do in their pith. Pith? Are you Mike Tyson? What are you saying? No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm saying pith. P I T H. So you know you, you know uh, how uh, the pepper, right? Right. The flesh part of the pepper is that. Um, like what you see on the outside, like right. when, you're at, when you're looking at a pepper, yeah, the that, skin, the flesh, yeah, the skin, the flesh, but that the place, part, you, the part you eat, yeah, the part on the inside where you have that like that white part, the membrane, the membrane, yeah, that's the pith in in the seeds. Uh, okay. That's so known that, to have yeah. the most spicy in like habaneros and jalapenos. Exactly, yeah, it's not the seeds, right? Your capsation <clears throat> is concentrated in that pith. In the pith and the seed. So if you want to eat a jalapeno, yes. If you were to eat like yes. a jalapeno and you didn't want it as spicy, you would cut all that out and not include it in your dish. And you'd just be eating the flesh. And it wouldn't be as spicy as so if you did add you're it. You're getting that jalapeno flavor, but you're not getting as much as the spice. I wonder if I, I the next time I have like a bell pepper, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. It's more of like a bitter taste when it comes to the red pepper. I'm gonna eat the pith. It's bitter. And see oh, if just that cut hits. that out see and if, eat it and see if you're... See if that has anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, so that they they discovered that one of the reasons why these super hots have so, such a high scova rating is because there's, there's a high a concentration of capsaicin in the flesh of the pepper, which okay. usually isn't the case, which is pretty crazy. So um, <clears throat> the highest hypothesized... Scoville rating for a chili is in the three to four million range. Like to grow something in nature to, to be able to right to be able to actually grow a pepper. They so which getting, we don't have yet. Not yet. They're close though. They're close, Mister Ed. Smoking Ed. Smoking Ed. Yeah. So I didn't realize that this was a whole huge thing. Like there was a hot pepper race. I know that people started breeding these new hot peppers, but apparently there's all sorts of controversy, scandals, death threats. Like (laughs) these people are taking this shit seriously. Um, And the whole the way that the the Guinness rating system of the hottest peppers works and everything. they're they're like calling out the Guinness World Records. Is it based on Scoville units? So it's based on Scoville units, but it has to be certified by Guinness World Records. So okay. they actually have to like take the pepper, take multiple peppers from that, whatever their process is, they're getting multiple peppers, having scientists test the Scoville units or whatever. And then they're saying, okay, this is Guinness World Records certified, the hottest pepper. Okay. So... <clears throat> the the first like big pepper in this whole race um, was the ghost pepper, also known as the Buchulokia, and it was cultivated in Northeast India. It was certified the world's hottest pepper in 2007 by Guinness. That makes sense. Okay. This is what kickstarted this whole race. <clears throat> because and... I remember it's not really about what that. kickstarted it, but it was the first like 
holy shit, this is a super hot pepper, and it was certified by Guinness yeah. World Record. I remember right. hearing stories about like pepper eating contests and like dudes oh, yeah. killing over, like going to the hospital for eating ghost peppers. Yeah, yeah. And then four years later, it was beat by the Trinidad Scorpion. Mm. So the Trinidad, the whole name of it is the the Trinidad Scorpion Butch Tea. <laughs> It's fucking good. So that's what I have for a hot sauce in my fridge that fucks my belly up. Okay, yeah. Really? Scorpion pepper, yeah. Okay. But it says it's only like 50,000. Can I try that next time? You can have it, bro. (laughs) I'll take it. uh, It is indigenous to Trinidad and Tobago, and it was propagated by a guy named Butch Taylor, hence the name Trinidad Scorpion Butch Tea. And it was named Scorpion because the tip of the pepper looks like a scorpion stinger, which okay. is pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, if you like look, a curve on or something. If you look at the uh, like what a scorpion pepper looks like, it's kind of fat like a habanero, and then it, it like tapers really quickly down to that like, like a, a point. like a point <clears throat> that that a curved point that looks like a scorpion stinger. Mm. Now here's where we start getting crazy: um, the Carolina Reaper. Which is officially the world's hottest pepper, which as we just had stated by Guinness World Records. Yep. It, which, what? to be clear, we didn't have that pepper. We yeah, had, we had a sauce that was made with that yeah. pepper. Yeah, it's, it was no yeah. joke. It's fucking spicy. But it's it's pretty spicy. <laughs> you, look, yeah. you look like it was spicy. <laughs> Looks like I was. I, we should do a. We should side note. We should do a competition where we do a spicy eating wing challenge, but everyone has to wear ma- mascara. And then <laughs> measure the lines. Measure the oh lines God, of the drips. Whoever has the lo- whoever has the lowest drip wins. <laughs> Damn! Look at that guy's mascara just running, <laughs> just running down to my balls. Poor, f- poor fool looks like an idiot. That's funny. So the Carolina Reaper was developed by U.S. breeder Smokin' Ed Curie. Smokin' Ed of the Pucker Butt Pepper Company, aptly named. Yes, yeah. and so. The Carolina Reaper was named the world's hottest pepper by Guinness in 2013 and certified the hottest pepper in 2017. Damn, it took four years? Yeah. And so we're in 2022 now. The Carolina Reaper is still the highest certified pepper on the Scoville system with a rating of 1.6 SHU. I feel like there's a butt here. <clears throat> and uh, so that was an average. So that's the average Scoville rating of a Carolina Reaper's 1.6 million. But the hottest individual pepper tested was rated at 2.2 million. Okay. So you can see there is some variation in this. It was bred in South Carolina, hence Carolina, part of the name, and Reaper because it's kind of a scraggly looking pepper that comes to like another hook point at the end that kind of i don't know it, it was reminiscent of a reaper sure. the spicier like they get too the uglier they look oh, totally. it's crazy dude. Yeah, it's fucking and dark yeah, it's and weird, shriveled dude. and just yeah it's, i don't want to eat you <laughs> so um uh, a few years later there was this pepper that was developed by the so the <clears throat> also to mention this pepper race, like these guys that are breeding these crazy peppers, it's mostly the U.S., Australia, and England. For whatever reason, it's like the big English-speaking Which is country. crazy because yeah. in our cuisine, it's primarily not found. <laughs> I know, but we're, right. you just get these crazy guys that are like, we want to do the, the, yeah. the spiciest stuff. Chili heads, man. That's what they're called. <laughs> yeah. That's such an American thing. Oh, yeah, totally. I want totally. to be the best. So the, this guy, um, uh, Mike Smith... Uh, of 
of that's Saint not real. Asaph. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That was, dude. That John was, Smith no. from. <laughs> oh, but from so, Townsville town. No, 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 dude. He's from Saint Asaph, Dengbigshire, Wales. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, exactly. And he developed the dragon's breath pepper, which oh. is a, uh, supposed to be 2.48 million Scoville units. Cool. Okay. Wow. A couple of months later, Ed Curie, who developed the uh, Carolina Reaper, comes up with Pepper X, which is unofficially currently the hottest pepper and claims to have 3.18 million Scoville units. Fuck. Wait, so Dragon's Breath has not been certified by Guinness? Dragon's Breath has not been certified, and Pepper okay. X has not, not been, been certified. certified. Okay. So they're like, this is like a hot topic, like as of right now. They're like waiting to see who's going to have the, the hottest pepper. Yeah. And they're all pissed off at each other because they're like, why the hell is Guinness taking so long? Right. And people think that like Guinness doesn't want. They want to build the hype slowly. They don't want to just be like, oh, there's a new one, oh, there's a new one, oh, there's a new one. Right, sure. right. I so it's like that. they want to have some breathing room, like, okay, let the Carolina Reaper shine for a little while. Because yeah. we all heard, like, oh, Ghost Pepper is the hot one. Now all these brands are coming out with Ghost Pepper shit. Oh, now it's Carolina Reaper shit. So yeah. whatever the next one's going to be, Dragon's Breath or Pepper yeah, X. Yeah, let that whole thing ride. So yeah. every, every corporation can ride that spice and... But, but these guys are pissed, right? Because yeah. like Ed Curie, who developed the Carolina Reaper, you know, he has his own hot sauce company. He has, you know, he's sharing he wants, in that wealth. Yeah. So the next guy, this guy out of England who makes the Dragon's Breath, which is a great name, right? Yeah. He, name. he wants Dragon's that marketing. Breath. You know, he wants that Dragon's Breath to, to be out there. That is a great name. Then Pepper X. Dragon's Breath is way better. So <clears throat> Yeah, but I think Pepper X just makes me not want to ever have it like it's like <laughs> there's one thing that i learned so from watching there's a netflix show called what is it called greatest ever we are the champions we, we are, are the, the champions. champions and ed smoking ed was the guy who was sponsoring the competition so he was the guy that was giving all the contestants the peppers and he grew them in right. his own thing so he, it gave them it gave him a little like a uh, section during the show to show his like greenhouses and shit. Yeah, yeah. And that dude is no joke. Like he's breeding and crossbreeding peppers. He's got his own lab and he's like constantly trying to find the most pepper spicy pepper and like so like when this dude that came out with the dragon's breath. Yeah. I bet Smoke and Ed already had the competition against him that's spicier. And then the next one after that. Oh yeah, like because when he came out of the competition, they were like, "Oh, here's the the hot, the most spiciest pepper ever known for the Guinness World Record, which is the Carolina Reaper," and that was only like level two. Yeah, and there was ten more levels, and Spicy Ed was just coming out like, "All right, this is what I made that's like a little spicier than that," and like, "This is what I made that's a little spicier than that one," and then he came out with his like most recent spiciest shit ever. And I was Did like, anybody stay in the competition? People were dropping like flies every, every. There was eventually two people: this Indian chick and this dude. And I think I want to say the Indian chick won, but at the end of it, it wasn't like it wasn't like who can tolerate it. Right. It was who can eat the most in like sixty seconds. Fuck, that's dude, crazy. No way. And then you're at the no point way. where like you're at the point where like can you eat like now it's like a speed competition like. 
So it's kind of silly. Like, like okay, now you have to be like competitive eater. Oh yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like yeah. or like no, I'm I'm here for like tolerance, not yeah. for like how much I can shovel down right. my throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And some of these peppers, dude, like you you see like a jalapeno uh, habanero that's like this big. Yeah. Or like a fucking ghost pepper that's like skinny and long and yeah. like that big. He was giving them peppers that were like poblano peppers. Holy shit, They were shit, like this dude. big. And they were like eating like seven big mouthfuls. No. And they were like like four billion jillion Scoville units. Good luck. And people were... We gotta watch. It's only thirty minutes. We're gonna watch it after. Is okay. it on? It's on, still on it's Netflix. On Netflix yeah. I th- yeah, cool. We should watch it. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, dude, that yeah, that uh, one thing to say about Pepper X or two things actually. One is that it was the uh, the active ingredient in the original Last Dab hot sauce on Hot Ones. Which one? Really? Pepper X. Pepper X yeah. No way. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I thought for some reason I thought the Reaper was the last. They might have changed it or something, but cool. I thought yeah. Pepper X is so Pepper X is available for purchase and like use. I thought it So I actually I went to Smoke and Ed's website, mm-hmm. the the Puckerbutt uh pepper company, <laughs> which is hilarious. I, I was like, man, should I buy a shirt? I'm like looking at his merch and shit. <laughs> but I wanna get hit like he has his original Carolina Reaper sauce, like the you know the one and then he has other levels of sauces that are like way spicier. But I, I think I want to get like the original Carolina Reaper sauce. I wonder if because his shit is probably no joke. Oh, it's, oh, it's definitely legit. no it's joke. Like, yeah. exa- it's, it's like it's like like compared to this, yeah, this Wild Wings, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. It's got to be like yeah, this is child's probably play. Like probably probably yeah. I'm very curious. So um, the other thing I, I was combing through his uh, YouTube channel, Smoking Ed's YouTube channel. And I, I watched his video that has the most hits on it. Okay. And it's, uh, so the one chip challenge, you know, how yeah, yeah. We, we, I did the one chip challenge. I talked about it and, uh, you did a third of the one. I chip did a, ch- Yeah, that's right. I did a third <laughs> of the one chip challenge. Okay. And I, I like, I honestly, I don't know how much of a difference there is between eating a whole chip Probably and eating not, a third yeah. of a chip because it's, it's just so right. is over there a the top. Yeah. It's just like more shit in your mouth. Um, but, um, they, uh, they came up with this thing called the dual chip challenge. So it's like you're versus someone. Okay. Really? So there's, you get, you have two chips and you do it like a, like a dual, like, you know, like with, yes, exactly. So you're, you're back to back, you paste, you turn around, you rip open your thing. Uh, your your packet of your chip and then you both pop them at the same time oh man and then whoever like you know throws up or (laughs) or um, like bleeds to death first or bleeds to death (laughs) or has to take a drink of something or taps out first like they're the loser and then the per you know the other person wins or whatever so uh you know smoking ed did this sounds fun with actually kind of does sound fun he did it with another guy from his industry yeah yeah and it was fucking insane so Ed like eats his chip and um, he, he gave the other guy a piece of advice. He was just like, you just got to keep chewing, keep chewing and get it down. So um, smoking so he did Ed, it before, obviously he's like, probably. He, 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 I think uh, smoking Ed somehow involved in the development of the one chip challenge. Mm, okay. So um, he does it. He gets the chip down and he's like, not even phased like smoking Ed, like doesn't even really? look like he's like, doesn't even look like it's like 
barely touching him. And the other guy, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit. And he starts just fucking throwing up, dude. <laughs> and, and then smoking, it's like talking through it and everything. And then the other guy throws up again. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. And Eddie's just looking like, oh, this is just another day. I'm just living, you know? Yeah. He's really test running all his peppers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fucking insane, man. So, the, yeah, that guy's definitely that. no joke. He's definitely no joke. <sighs> like, I got to... Th- like, when I... <sighs> I did some stupid shit as a, a child, only a child, as a young adult. And one of the things I did was I chugged 24 ounces of Frank's Red Hot at a college party. I saw that video, by the way. Yeah. And <clears throat> ever since then, like, I had, I'm not going to blame my heartburn for that, but like, I've had a bad heartburn because since then. Whether it be chugging hot sauce, eating fast food and shitty food and drinking alcohol and not drinking enough water, any of the cues. <laughs> but for some reason, maybe it's a natural reason to think about this, is spicy food does not treat your stomach well. Not, <clears throat> that's actually not true. It's not true? It's not true. Spicy food does not treat me well. Whether it be diarrhea or heartburn that's the two. Diarrhea and heartburn. <laughs> I mean, I think that has more to do with your IBS than anything. Maybe. But you do get diarrhea <clears throat> from that shit. There I is, get it. There was some... Um, I was looking, kind of looking at like what it takes to kill a person with, with the amount of chili, mm. um, all, all this stuff. So it's actually protective of your stomach lining with spicy food. You what is? actually... So it's good for your stomach lining. Excuse me. There is evidence to suggest that capsaicin can actually protect the stomach lining. Hmm. So the idea, the myth of like chili peppers causing ulcers in your stomach is actually bullshit. Mm, That's good to know. Um, Spicy food isn't bad for you. Yeah, and, and there's there's some medicinal properties of it, like as being like an anti-inflammatory and and some other reasons. Um, but yeah, no, there's actually, so would you say chugging the 24 ounces of, of Frank's Red Hot didn't do harm to my stomach? It probably did, but not like irreversible. Like, I don't know. I, I, no, <laughs> I have like no idea. Frank's Red Hot isn't like, it's got a bunch of vinegar in it. It's got yeah. a bunch of other stuff too, right? It's not many like, ingredients, surprisingly. It's like five ingredients. Like, yeah. it's like cayenne pepper, vinegar, water. Probably a little bit of sugar, but I don't think it's that crazy. I looked into it when I was doing uh, our diets when we were doing our fucking bullshit stuff. I mean, if anything, the vinegar it's probably like five ingredients, bro. burned your esophagus a little bit. Probably yeah. fucking didn't do that well. But right. <clears throat> again, I don't know. Everybody's body's different. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, people who have a. A history of like reflux, like me. Yeah, I've actually been pretty good. Actually, can't necessarily. They do have a certain list of trigger foods that don't agree with them that will cause reflux. Mm-hmm. Spicy is one of them, sure, but there's also like acidic foods and you know all chocolate and mint and all that other stuff that sort of reduces the uh, the tension on your lower esophageal sphincter. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um but yeah man it's like it's pretty interesting 
This whole thing, man. This whole experience. Now, I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true. I, I, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> You're going for dubs? James is going for a fucking right, let another. me go for... I'll, I'll jump in on that. Another Can I jump Carolina. in on that? Yeah, two pieces. In There's there. two pieces. You want... All right, we're going to end this by doing one more each. Last dab. Last but dab. But not last dab. Reaper. That's the ugliest one. That's probably the most violent one right there. Yeah, I'm going for the violent one, guys. Um, we'll see you in the QC, I guess. That's a right? weird thing. No, no, forget about it. We'll do forget the QC. All right, we're, we're going to the QC why is then. This, why is this hot already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a trickster one. I had them dunk one in there's pure no, capsaicin. There's no delay. But I read somewhere that people don't actually build tolerance in the way of, like, it gets easier. They can just take the pain easier. Mm. Like, women can take spicy foods better than we can no, because no, no. their pain tolerance are higher. You're actually not. Through exposure. Yeah. You're actually. <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> through exposure, you're actually not necessarily building a tolerance, meaning it's you don't feel it. You still feel it, but... You get used to that feeling. You can handle the pain of that yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get easier. I think I would agree with that. Really? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. You can handle yeah, the pain. Definitely. Where, like, you don't you don't because express the pain physically. It's like, um, like, like fighters, right? You get punched in the face. Okay? So if I if I I'm not used to getting punched in the face. If somebody fucking punches me in the face right now, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, because I'm not used to that response. But if but you if you're Chris if you, Roth, if you, you get slapped around a few times, <laughs> now you're used to it. If you punch a fighter in the face, they've been punched in the face a bunch of times, so they know how to respond to that. Now sometimes they're gonna get punched harder. They're gonna get punched, whatever, but they're still used to being at least punched in the face. Yeah. And on that note, we'll punch you in the face in the QC. Justin's punched in the face right now. It's not funny, guys. So hot. Dude, I, I actually <sighs> think that that one was less spicy than the other two that I did. Me too. I also agree with you. I don't know if it's, maybe it's a chicken. Maybe it's like we get a piece of chicken that's less or more. I'm so cold. Justin's freezing to death. He's hypothermic. His <laughs> lips are blue. I, I just saw him eat a bunch of menthol. Like yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to cool it all down. He's squirting lime juice in his eyeballs. <laughs> Dude, there was no lag in that one. There was no like 20 second delay. I think your melt was already like ready to accept. Yeah, uh, probably. I got this. You know, mind over matter, right? All right. <sighs> okay, so um, I mean. I don't have anything to QC. I have one thing to QC. The very beginning, you said that the pepper, the the original thing of spice was 6,100 years ago. Yeah. And I actually, I accidentally said it was 6,100 BC. And that's different. Oh, yes. That is very different. Oh, that is different. Yeah. <laughs> so 6,100 years ago, not 6,100 BC. It's yeah. more like 4,000 BC, right? Yeah. Yeah, rough. Edge. I mean, if you believe in Christ. 
However you want to use we're gonna your start this, timeline. We're going to start this next podcast about Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Religious theory. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. no. Episode 89 will be... Um, episode 89 is going to be a fun one, guys. Yeah. What's that going to be? Episode 89 is going to be our pre-challenge preview. Oh, God. Gonna- so one of the reasons that we came up with the idea to do yeah. these spicy episodes was because we're going to be eating these super spicy wings that we just ate during this podcast during our 6, 12, 18, 24 challenge. So if you haven't already, definitely go back (laughs) (laughs) and listen to our... Our what? Our our dry January episode uh, and our soaking wet February <sighs> episodes, so you can get an idea for our challenge. We're gonna do oh, a pre challenge preview. Who cares right now? <laughs> these these. So <sighs> the funny part about this is that all of us will have to minimum eat six wings, and actually, for me, I have to eat a minimum of. 12 wings. Minimum of 12 for you. Yeah. I have to eat six. You're minimum 12. James. um, James's minimum is six. But I don't. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah. But he's either doing six or 24, I think he said. So. I think Uh, I'm doing 24. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have. I think I. Had it not been assigned to me, I think I would have gone 24. Because it doesn't last long. Give it a few minutes. You're back to normal. It's much less calories than 24 donuts. For, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping that either... I'm just hoping that it caused some internal issues where you're, you spend a majority of your night like on the toilet and you're not able to eat anything. See, but last, here's, here's the thing. Like, if, if anything's going to cause me toilet issues, it's going to be the donuts. It's not going to be the wings. Because spicy food doesn't... like. It blows my mind, dude. <laughs> Spicy food doesn't like trigger those responses in yeah. my bowels. If people talk about Taco Bell, they talk about eating spicy like Thai or Mexican or whatever. No, I'm I'm fine with all that shit. I got hot diarrhea once for the first time like a month and a half ago. And you think it was because of the spicy food? Ah. Uh, <sighs> Or you're not sure? Could there I think have... no, no, it was. Yeah, because I had some chili with some ghost pepper stuff in it. Okay, and okay, this is the longest QC I've ever all right, had. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> all right, all you fucking chili heads out there, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this motherfucking <laughs> podcast. Check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys, and don't forget to fucking follow this podcast on any of your shit. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Sausage candles.